Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. This morning, I would like to talk about the power of resurrection. The title of the sermon is When It Stinks. When It Stinks. In John chapter 11, the Bible talks about Jesus Christ visited the family of Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. And actually, he came late. Lazarus was sick and he was dying. When he heard the news, he delayed for two days. He didn't show up right away. And when he showed up, Lazarus already had died for four days. Look at what the Bible says in John chapter 11, verse 39. Roll the stone aside, Jesus told them. But Martha, the dead man's sister, protested, Lord, He has been dead for four days. The smell will be terrible. In this situation, Jesus seemed like show up late, four days later. And definitely the body, dead body in the tomb for four days is stunk. Not good smell. In our life, so many times we have a situation that looks very dead. Maybe... Our relationship with sister or sibling or our marriage relationship is dead and it stinks. Or our financial situation looks terrible. It stinks. Maybe we make mistake, and our mistake gives us a setback. And situation looks impossible, looks hopeless, and it stinks. And thank God, our God is a God of resurrection. Even though it stinks, God can raise the dead. God can give life back to the dead situation. Amen. Jesus went to the tomb. Actually, I like what Martha said. Martha said, even now, even though it looks impossible, but when Jesus prayed to the Father, the Father will answer. He went there to the tomb. Where the dead body inside the tomb Stunk. My brother and sister, sometimes we think that God will show up only when we are perfect. Only when everything going well with us. We are doing fine. Then God show up. But actually, I want to tell you the good news. God likes to show up when things very stink. When the situation looks terrible. And looks hopeless in our life. He likes to show up and give life to our dead situation. Maybe somebody hurt you, gossip about you, betray you, and you feel that that relationship stinks. Maybe your emotion is so down because you lost the loved one or you lost your kids into the world and you feel that, wow, my parenting stinks. But I want to tell you the good news. Jesus loved to show up there. You just invite him to show up like Mary and Martha. And when he show up, 
He said, "Roll the stone away right now, because I'm here to wake up your relationship, to wake up your joy, to wake up your health, to wake up the restoration, to give you victory, because Jesus is the God of restoration, the God of resurrection." You may have made mistakes in your life, and you feel so condemned on the inside of you that I make that mis- big mistake. But Jesus wants to tell you, it's not too late. Even now, even though people in the world say it's too late, but for God, nothing is too late. Even now, it looks impossible, but with Jesus, He is the God of life and resurrection, and He can give you. The revival, the restoration, the resurrection of your situation. Romans chapter eight verse eleven say, "But if the spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, you have the Holy Spirit in you, who raised Jesus from the dead. You can depend on the power of the Holy Spirit who is in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit." Who dwells in you? The Holy Spirit can give life to your body. He can heal your sickness. He can strengthen you, give you good memory. He can give you strength, supernatural strength. Do you believe that the Holy Spirit raised Jesus from the dead? Do you believe that He is powerful to give life to your mortal body? Do you think He is the Spirit of resurrection? He can resurrect your condition. He can give you life. He is the spirit of resurrection. Actually, I thank God that I came to know Jesus Christ in 1981. I was a Buddhist, but I gave my life to Jesus in 1981. I'm so glad that I believe in the God of restoration, and God is in the business of restoration. Everyone say, God, God. is in the business of restoration. Yes, he loved to do that. He has a promise in the Bible in the book of Joel, chapter two, twenty-three to twenty-nine. Be glad, then, children, you children of Zion, you children of God, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for He has given you the former rain faithfully, and He will cause the rain to come down for you, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. The rain here has two meaning: the physical rain, because in that generation people were farmers; they need the rain to bring fruit into their field. But the rain also represents the Holy Spirit. So now some of us are not farmer anymore. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. The former rain and the latter rain. He's going to come and help us, empower us. The threshing floor shall be full of wheat. And the wet shall overflow with new wine and oil. So your business is going to be booming. Your bank account is going to be increasing. So I will restore to you, God of restoration. I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the crawling locust, the consuming locust, and the chewing locust. My great army, which I sent among you. Locusts in the Bible represent demons. Represent some bad things that attack our life, eat up our life, destroy our life. So we all can face destruction, can face death 
sickness and calamity or tragedy because the locusts try to attack us. But thank God that is not the end of the story because after the attack, God sent the Holy Spirit in order to restore us. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be put to shame. Then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. I am the Lord your God and there is no other. My people shall never be put to shame. He said two times. He want to honor you. He want to bless you. He want to give you restoration. Your finances, your health, your family, everything. He is a God of restoration. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also on my maidservant and on my maidservant, I will pour out my spirit in those days. Thank God he promised to pour the rain, the spirit into the church. And the fire of the Holy Spirit will burn the tongue out. Burn the demon out of our life. Burn the sickness out so that we can have restoration in our life. Everyone say, my God can restore me. He is powerful. Do you believe that? That God can restore your life. I believe it. I believe that even though something good in your life has been damaged in the past years. Something good in your life has been destroyed by the locusts or by demons or by bad people. But I believe that God can come and restore those things. Not just only to the original condition, but even better than the original condition. To the point that you're like, wow, it's so good. When God say, I restore you, it doesn't mean that restore you to the first situation, but he restore you to be above the original situation before you lost something. That is the way God works. He is a God of restoration. I like to read the story about Elijah here because we talk about resurrection. We talk about the power of restoration. First King chapter 17, 10 to 23. So he rose and went to Sarephat. He mean Elijah the prophet of God. He was anointed. He had the Holy Spirit on him. And when he came to the gate of the city, indeed a widow was there gathering sticks and he called to her and said, please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. This situation happened when the famine hit the city, hit the area. People don't have food to eat. Famine was so bad and it affected Elijah as well. And as she was Going to get it, he called to her and said, Please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So she said, Imagine right now, as the Lord your God leave, I do not have bread. She was so poor. Only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And see, I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son. That we may eat it and die. They have the last meal. Very little amount of flour and amount of oil. And that will be the last meal. They were ready to die. But Elijah asked for bread as well. And Elijah said to her, Do not fear. 
Go and do as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me. Wow, seem unreasonable. These two persons gonna die, but Elijah asked for food. And afterward, I can see the power of giving here. When you give to God, God take care of you. Afterward, make some for yourself and your son. For thus say the Lord God of Israel, the bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. So that bin will continue to have flour until the rain come. The jar continue to have oil until the famine went away. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah. She and he and her household ate for many days. The bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry. According to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Elijah. Now we're going to come to another one, another story. Now it happened after these things that the son of the woman who owned the house became sick. And his sickness was so serious that there was no breath left in him. He died. So she said to Elijah, what have I to do with you, O man of God? Have you come to me to bring my sin to remembrance and to kill my son? She blamed him and she blamed God. And he said to her, give me your son. So he took him out of her arms and carried him to the upper room where he was staying and laid him on his own bed. Then he cried out to the Lord, said, O Lord, my God, have you also brought tragedy on the widow and with whom I lodged by killing her son? And he stretched himself out on the child three times and cried out to the Lord and said, O Lord, my God, I pray, let this child soul come back to him. Then the Lord heard the voice of Elijah. The Lord heard the voice of Elijah. And the soul of the child came back to him, and he revived. And Elijah took the child and brought him down from the upper room into the house and gave him to his mother. And Elijah said, see your son live. This is an interesting story of the God of restoration. Yes, the main story is this boy died out of the blue due to sickness. But when you read this story carefully, you can see that the God of restoration ministered to three persons instantaneously at the same time. God shows up in that house and something good happened later on. He is the God of restoration. He is the God of resurrection. Look at the first person, the dead boy. This boy is a central part of the story that he died. And think about this. This boy lost his father since he was young. Looked very hopeless. And then he faced famine. Wow. The dad died. Famine came. And he did not have food to eat. And later on, he got sick. 
And the doctor could not help him. He died. His situation looked terrible. No dad, famine. He could survive with some bread for a few days until the rain came. And then he got so sick and he died. Everyone around him was so sad, cry. And if you notice something in the passage that I just read ago, this is a common reaction of human being. People try to blame God of his death. That mom blamed herself that I am guilty of my sin. Maybe God punished me. He took my son away. And even Elijah blamed God too. You took this boy away. My brother and sister, I would like to encourage you. Whatever happened to your life, good and bad, please don't blame God. Please don't put pressure on God and say, God, you make this happen to me. God is a life-giving God. He gives life. We should thank God for the birth of the baby. We should thank God that we are alive today. God never took life away from people. But the devil is the one. Sickness comes from the devil, not from God. But they may also blame God that God should have stopped this before he died. But God always has a greater plan. Because of his death, some great thing going to happen. The restoration to, will happen to all three persons. The mom, the son, and the prophet. For, for the son, he died. He lost his physical life. Look at the grieving mother. What happened to this grieving mother? If you look at her life carefully, you see the word grief and the word defeat. Some of you may face grief right now. You may feel defeated right now. Can you imagine this lady? Many years ago, she married a man. Wow, she was so happy. I started a family. Now I'm joyful. My hope is in the future. I have a husband now. Oh, I'm so happy that I got married. But her husband passed away. When her husband passed away, she was so sad. She lost the love of her life. He was the human protector and provider. Now she's going to live in difficulties because the man died. No one take care of her. She's going to have a difficult life and lonely life now. That's the first tragedy. Second tragedy, she faced a famine. She did not even have food to eat. She had the last meal before Elijah showed up. She was ready to die with her son. Maybe somebody helped her off and on, but everyone was poor because of the famine. And she really feel bad that she could not have food to eat because of the famine. Second tragedy, she was ready to die. But thank God, God sent the man of God with the anointing Elijah to show up. And Elijah helped her by speaking to God and praying to God that God will provide for this family until the rain came back to the land. So second tragedy, number one, loss of the husband. Number two, famine. Number three, you imagine how this lady really was grieved and very discouraged. Number three, after many days of having food to eat, suddenly 
the son got sick and the son died. Wow, she lost all the hope now. She was so bad now in her spirit. She even blamed the prophet. She blamed God. Prophet, you live in my house. That's why my son died. But she blamed the prophet. She blamed God too. And she blamed herself. She was living in guilt and condemnation. Maybe my sin was so bad. That's why my son died. That's why my husband died. That's why famine came into the land. Maybe I'm the cause of all this problem. She began to go downhill. And the devil loved it. The devil attacked her. Giving her bad feeling. The condemnation and grief. I don't know how many of you feel this way sometimes. That you feel so bad inside. Maybe it's my fault. Maybe it's my problem. This is why this happened to my life. And Satan keeps reminding you. Yeah, you are the problem. You are the cause of all this trouble. The pandemic came from because of you. <laughs> COVID-19 came because of you. Or something like that. You feel so condemned on the inside of you. And that's what happened to this lady. Lost her husband. Famine. No food to eat. Poor. And now lost her son. How about the prophet? The third man in the story. The prophet Elijah was anointed by God. Two years before this. He was standing in front of King Ahab. And gave the word from the Lord to him. And he knew that God was going to use him to restore Israel. To come back to worship God. Because Ahab backslid. He was standing in front of Ahab two years ago. And then suddenly famine hit. And he was so discouraged. He lost some faith. He felt useless. Because for two years he did not prophesy that much. He did not do much. He did not stand in front of the king's face again. He had to... Hide himself in the house of this widow. For many months, he did not have ministry for a while. Elijah was also criticized by the woman, the widow. Because of you, my son died. Oh, it's not easy to minister to people who keep criticizing you. That how bad you are. Criticism drained you. Criticism really discouraged you. So he was really discouraged. The woman Blame him that because he was in that house, that's why the son died. He really started to get shaken in his faith. Elijah's faith started to be wavering. Actually, when I read the scripture a while ago, you notice that Elijah really questioning God. He was questioning God. God, you are the one who killed this boy. God, why you do this to this family? They were so poor. And I helped them to have some food to eat. But now... You killed him. He was questioning God. How many people questioned God before? (laughs) Why, 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 why? Why me? Why this happened to me? And Elijah, the man of God, also was questioning God. And if you read the story carefully, you will see this. I believe God was sitting on the throne. Look down to Elijah, the widow, and the dead boy. And God said, I'm ready to answer your prayer. You just have to ask me. Elijah asked God. And God answered right away. The soul of this boy came back to his body. He was resurrected. My brother and sister, I want to remind you. God still sits on the throne. He is waiting for you to pray. He is waiting for you to ask. But the problem is, 
you don't ask and you don't pray and you don't believe. You keep trying to fixing the problem of your own life by yourself. You think you're smart enough? You can do it yourself. And God sitting on the throne, ask me. I'm ready to answer right now. But you never ask me. You never pray. I think many of us are facing that situation right now. You have problem, but you never ask God. You never pray, and God's waiting for you to pray to help you. We need to approach the throne of grace like Elijah. He approached and he said, "God, please resurrect." This dead boy. God answered right away. The boy came back to life. And when the boy came back to life, restoration happened to all three of them. The God of restoration. Number one, the boy. The boy was dead. He was restored back to life by the power of God. God is His Jehovah Rapha, God the Healer. He is a God of restoration. Second person, the woman, this widow, who was so depressed, who was guilty, who was so filled of condemnation, she was losing hope. Her spirit was so down, so depressed. And when look at that picture, she was smiling there. When the boy came back to life, her joy was resurrected. She became alive again. Her soul, her emotion, her spirit were restored by God. Now she see her boy come back to life. She see that God really is a God of restoration. Wow! This lady was really blessed by God. God restore her. So God restored three person at the same time. Number three, how about Elijah? Elijah, faith was shaken because of famine, because of the difficulty in dealing with King Ahab and Jezebel. And God knew that this man gonna have to face King Ahab, Jezebel, the false prophet of Baal, and Satan. At the Mount Camel, he needs so much faith to call the fire from heaven down into the altar. So God restore his faith by raise this boy up from the dead. His faith come back. Yes, God is so real. God is so good. He answer my prayer. So next time when I pray, he can answer me again. So God use this situation, the deadly situation of this boy, to restore all three of them. Are you glad that our God is a God of restoration? No matter what happened in your life right now, maybe you are different from this widow. Maybe your situation is different from Elijah or this boy. You may face a situation that's very stinky right now. Hmm, it's bad smell. My marriage relationship is bad now. My finances is bad now. I got laid off and laid off. I've been sick for many years. My situation stinks, but I want to encourage you. You invite Jesus to come in. You approach Jesus and believe and declare Jesus is my God. He is a God of restoration. If you can raise Lazarus from the dead, you are the God of life, 
and the God of resurrection. And you yourself show me that you were resurrected from the dead 2,000 years ago. I'm going to approach you. I'm going to invite you to come into my life. I ask you to really show up in my life. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to pray line. I will let you minister to me. Actually, there is a Hebrew word for the word God of resurrection. That Hebrew word is Yahweh Sheya. Yahweh Sheya means the God of restoration. The word Sheya is a primitive Hebrew word, which means to live, to revive, to make whole, to restore life. Our God's name is Jehovah Sheya. He is the God of restoration. He can restore your physical life. He can restore your emotional life. He can restore your family life. He can bring your backsliding kids back to God. If you pray and you trust in God. Don't blame God though. Don't blame the church. Don't blame the pastor. You just trust God. Don't blame anybody. He can restore your finances. He can restore anything. But he did not only restore to the original condition. The word sheya here in the Hebrew language means restore to the original condition and go higher than the original condition. So you're going to end up to be higher than before. Our God is the God who put to, to be the head, not the tail, above and not beneath. He is in the business of restoring people. And I have that my own experience. I never doubt God. I just believe in God. And when I got attacked by severe eczema, skin eczema is a skin disease. I keep praying and approaching Jesus' throne. Lord, you are my healer. You are my Jehovah. Yahweh Shaya. You're going to restore my skin. You're going to restore my health again. I keep approaching Jesus. I keep asking the Holy Spirit to fill me. And never give up on believing in the God of restoration as I shared with you many times already. I suffered for a few years. Suddenly, I woke up one day. Suddenly. Okay, this is not happened gradually. I have bad skin on my hand, my back everywhere. Suddenly, I woke up one night. Of, I went to bed. Next morning, I woke up. All of my skin totally healed overnight. I understand the God of restoration. He restored my skin. He restored my health. Yahweh Sheya. Everyone say, Yahweh Sheya. My God of restoration. Do you believe that? Now, you have to choose though. You have to choose to believe, choose to let him do it for you instead of running away. Let me read the last scripture here in Deuteronomy. Chapter 30, verses 15 to 20. See, I set before you today life and prosperity. Life, cheya, and prosperity. Death and destruction. For I command you today to love the Lord your God to walk in his ways. And to keep his commands, decrees, and laws, then you will live and increase. And the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possess. But 
if your heart turns away and you are not obedient and if you are drawn away to bow down to other gods and worship them i declare to you this day that you will certainly be destroyed you will not live long in the land you are crossing the jordan to enter and possess this day i call heaven and earth as witnesses against you that i have set before you life and death blessings and curses now choose life so that you and your children may live and that you may love the lord your god listen to his voice and hold fast to him for the lord is your life everyone say the lord is my life he is a life giving god he love to give life he is yahweh shaya the god who want to give life the god who want to revive you resurrect you restore your life he will give you many years in the land how many people want to live a long life many years in the land he swore to give to your fathers abraham isaac and jacob now god say i am the god of resurrection i raised jesus from the dead i have the power of resurrection i have the power of restoration and he can do it now is our choice whether we want to experience the god of restoration or not is our choice to obey him follow the holy spirit be filled with the holy spirit is our choice to ask jesus to come in like mary and martha jesus fish show up in my house my brother was dead for four days it stinks but i believe even now it look impossible if you show up he would be raised from the dead everyone say even now even though it look hopeless but if jesus show up he can raise the dead he is a god of elijah he is a god who raised that boy up from the dead he is a god who restored the widow he is a god who restored elijah from being discouraged and doubting god he is the god of restoration i want to encourage all of you to really approach god and ask jesus to come into your life and keep having faith keep believing keep declaring believe that god can restore your health your emotion your mind your relationship you believe that our god is a god of miracles and breakthroughs he can do it he's still alive he is the living god so i really encourage all of you to really approach god by faith amen first of all i'd like to ask you if you don't have jesus in your heart i'd like to really invite you to come into the kingdom of god by inviting jesus into your life just like that mary and martha invited jesus to come to their home we are the home here we are like a temple we invite jesus to come in to our life first and let jesus become our god the god of restoration how many people want to invite jesus to be your god of restoration amen praise god let's pray together let's ask jesus to come into our life together father in heaven i open the door of my life and invite jesus 
your son, the resurrected one, the living God, my Lord, and my Savior to come into my life right now. Lord Jesus, forgive me, Lord, of my sin. Give me life, Lord. You are my Yahweh Shaya, the God of restoration. You restore my health, my finances, my emotion, relationship, my spirit. You are the life-giving God. Oh Lord Jesus, you are the same today, yesterday. And forever, you are the God of resurrection. I give my life to you, Lord. From now on, I will walk with you. I stay in faith in you, Lord. You are my God, my healer, my life giver, my provider, my promise keeper. You are my restorer. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Should we pray and ask the Lord to come? How many people in this room feel that you need restoration in some area of your life right now? Maybe you have some. Sickness in your life. Some of you may have financial difficulties. Some of you may struggle with your job. You keep losing your job, or you struggle at workplace, or maybe you need some restoration in your family. Your children need restoration. Do you believe that God can restore? Amen. Let us approach Jesus right now together. And ask Him to restore the things in our life. We believe God together. We ask God to restore us. He is the healer. He is the restorer. He is the God who restore the years that locusts have eaten in your life. Do you believe that? Why don't we stand up? Let's sing a song first, and we're g o i n g to pray together. Nothing is impossible to you, my Lord and King. Nothing is impossible. The Creator.
not by sight. We believe it's done, and we're gonna see the manifestation of your restoration soon and very soon, Lord. We thank you, Father, in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Are you glad that you are here? <laughs> Let's uh, celebrate uh, Resurrection Sunday fellowship together. I think we have snack today. I'm not going to keep you here today because I know some of you are hungry already. <laughs> so you can go enjoy the snack and fellowship. Get to know more people. Greet one another. Amen. And always believe. Our God is a God of restoration. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www newhopeinternationalchurch.com I'm so thirsty